Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm the floor is quicker than the sand. She still doesn't understand what you're dealing with me. I'm learning. Perfect. There it goes. They're under the ground! They're under the species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? One, two of us in a room would pick sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? Rubs the lotion on its skin or Modern technology moves so fast. The first computers used to take up entire floors of buildings, and then in just a few short years, the home computer was made. And now look at us. Most of us have the computer, phone, radio, internet all rolled into one in our pockets. My first phone was a Nokia brick. It was just so I could go to the park and still be reachable. That little phone was amazing. It's how I learned to text. Back when letters were assigned to numbers, so you had to hit uh, the number one three times to get a C. And once I discovered Snake, I was obsessed. It was the coolest thing. And surely technology can't get any more advanced than that. Hello, Laura, and welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror. What's your favourite modern invention? <laughs> You've got me thinking about Snake now, and I still want to say that. <laughs> oh, you just... Yeah, uh, I think I stopped playing it once I... Once I got like the max high score you know when you you do the loop around the outside and then you slowly go inwards it was just that oh, such good times um, but slightly more modern than that it's probably how i spend most of my time now which is probably on my phone mm-hmm. on my kindle app your kindle app oh is it an app now i thought you had to have a kindle book thing oh, you can get an app oh okay yeah and you get cheap books <laughs> to waste my time <laughs> good books or just cheap for the most part nice good distracting books yeah oh that's good okay and then I feel like I'm really productive and I feel like it's all it's all self care and you're being really intellectual yeah. and really it's not always intellectual <laughs> that's that's a pretty modern um, modern um, invention as well self care there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, mine has got to be those little the little segue th- I don't why are they called the little segue things with no stand where you have to like lean to go in certain directions I always think of them as like hovercrafts but I don't think that's their official name <laughs> I, I don't know what they're I'm going to call them segues with no stand where you have to lean and it's only but I don't have one I don't want one it's only because the sheer number of videos on YouTube of people face planting that it's would just, be me yeah, yeah it would be me that's why I don't have one <laughs> I would definitely break an ankle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, it would not be pretty at all. Well, that brings us nicely into our film, because our film this week is all about a big invention that's going to change the world. This week, it was Laura's first time watching 1986, The Fly. 
I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. You are about to go beyond that limit. weird hairs that were growing out of your back I, I had them analyzed but they were definitely not human if you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is I'm sure Typhoid Mary was a very nice person too when you saw her socially no. you're afraid to be destroyed and recreated aren't you you're changing Seth everything about you is changing oh no what's happening to me am I dying I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? What's to turn me into something else? Oh, no. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. It could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Okay, so we get some opening music, which is so, like, epic. It was like, dun, 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 dun. And just like, oh, okay, wow. It sounds like, it sounds like um, you're sitting out to watch an opera, like a space opera or something like that. Well, the future is about to change, so. Yeah, the future's about to change. This is the future sure now. <laughs> like the song 1950s ads, what was it? The future today. <laughs> Um, we get Cronenberg come up on the screen, and I don't know, you're not much of a horror... You kind of watch horror a bit. A little bit, but yeah, I'm not a big, you know, horror aficionado. Do you know what Cronenberg usually implies when it, when you see it attached to a horror movie? No. <laughs> it usually means, like, body horror. Right. So if you ever see Cronenberg at the beginning of the film, just yeah, get, get ready for some body horror yeah. stuff. <laughs> And I was just like, prepare for that when I watched it. <laughs> well, yeah, did you watch the trailer before this, or you just sort no, of went into it? it? You just yeah. watched it. I was like, which one? And then got that recommended, and I was like, okay. And yeah, I okay. Like, that was it. Oh, was that Rory? Was it? Okay. Was Rory like, watch the fly? <laughs> he was like, watch the fly. You'll love it. But <laughs> <laughs> like, no trigger warnings. No trigger warnings as well. It's not like, by the way, it's very gross. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what Cronenberg usually implies when it pops up on the screen. So it propped up and I went, yay. Especially from like 86, because you know it's going to be something special. Yeah, it's going to be all practical effects <laughs> and it's going to be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, we get title, uh, we get the title card coming in. It sort of materializes, which, play, which plays into what we're going to be dealing with throughout this movie. The credits roll over. It took me a while to realize what this was, because it just looks like little blurred squidges going across the screen. And you're like, is this like bacteria? <laughs> what am I looking at? Yeah, I was a little confused too. 
um, it's all blurred and um, it's shown in sort of singular colors. It kind of looks like um, like heat vision or something like that. You know, when you um, is it heat vision? Is that what you call it? Therm- thermal vision. Yes. Where you can see like you know the hot and the cold. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Then it keeps switching colors. Um, the camera focuses in and we see that this is a crowd of people. It's some sort of party or a fundraiser of some sort. Uh, we meet Seth, played by Jeff Goldblum, mm. looking very young. <laughs> very young. He's got like yeah. the 80s hairdo, the cool guy <laughs> 80s hairdo. It's kind of amazing. Um, he says they're working on something that will change the world. Great. He's um, speaking with Veronica, as played by Gina Davis. Mm. Also... She's kind of dropped off the face of the earth since the 80s. Yeah, I think she was in Something Kind recently. Oh, really? I'm kind of hoping she does come back because she was in... Yeah, I really like her. I mean, I know her most well. um, I know her best from Beetlejuice, obviously, where Mm. she's Barbara. So, like, yeah, if she's coming back, yeah, I'm gonna hop on that and see what she's in <laughs> I know her best from Thelma and Louise <laughs> from Thelma and Louise oh I've never watched Thelma and Louise 80s as well I think it's like 90s maybe ah yeah. maybe she just got um, bored of Hollywood and stuff like that because some people do that or something personal happened because that's quite a lot of people end up leaving Hollywood for personal reasons or mm. you know maybe the Weinstein happened which yeah. which you know that's why Uma Thurman sort of disappeared for quite a while um, yeah, anyway, he's uh, speaking with Veronica. Uh, he invites her to come back to his lab to look at an invention. And I was like, is this how scientists do pickups? <laughs> he was very persistent as well. <laughs> he was like, hey, come back to my apartment. I've got an invention to show you. Wink. <laughs> I was like, scientists in their natural habitat. <laughs> um, Veronica leaves and Seth follows. Uh, he manages to convince her to come home with him. And in the car, we learn that Seth gets uh, very motion sick. He's just like, they're talking in the car and he's just like, oh, oh, that was a big bump. And it looks like he's going to just vomit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Calm down. It's only a car. Um, yeah, I know, right? They arrive at the apartment. Um, it, it looks like a giant warehouse. Like, yeah. What is this apartment? Like an abandoned industrial type thing. Yeah, because it's got those giant sliding doors as well, the giant metal oh. sliding doors, because that's how you get in and out. How is he rented? The, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Basically, well, this is a lab. It's his lab and living space. Yeah. Uh, they go inside. Um, you know, I just have a little note here that says, okay, Veronica, I sincerely hope you told someone where you were heading because Seth is acting really suspicious. <laughs> and if I didn't already know what kind of horror movie this was, I, th- I think you were the opening kill of a horror movie. <laughs> She's like, okay, stranger, yes, I'll come home with you. Yeah, she was very trusting. And yeah, I think initially when she kind of, they first met, she didn't seem like massively interested. Mm. And it turned quite quickly into, yeah, okay, cool. Then she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, Seth flicks on the lights. We get a quick look at the apartment. It's a studio style, so it's basically sort of one room-ish. You know, open plan. There's like a piano. There's two large pod container-looking metal things um, at either end of the apartment as well. Seth uh, Seth sits at the piano and plays a short jazz piece <laughs> just to impress the ladies. You know, he's not just a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> he has I've a... met many many talents. Yes, he's not just brain. He has soul. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica says that maybe this was a bad idea. I'm like, really. 
<laughs> Leaving with a perfect stranger without telling anyone was a bad idea. And go to pretty much an abandoned building. <laughs> yes, it's like, come with me to this abandoned warehouse building. No, I swear I live here. <laughs> no one else around, but that's normal. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely normal. Um, it's too late now. Uh, yeah, that's right. He, uh, She says she's going to leave, and he says, it's too late now. He can't let her out of here alive now that she's seen them. It's it's jokingly, luckily. Um, he draws her attention to the two metal pods at either end of the apartment. Um, she calls them giant phone booths. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I forgot when phone booths were a thing. <laughs> Never quite looked like that, though. <laughs> no, no. They were, oh, she calls them custom phone booths or something like that. And I was like, yeah, no, no. But yeah, I forgot phone booths were a thing for a while. Yeah. <laughs> do they still do they have, still have them in England? I think the telephone booths. I don't know if they work or whether they're just like touristy bits. So. Oh, they might be just touristy so, bits, probably. So I don't watch fake TikToks and Instagrams. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he shows her the prototype version. So there's actually three pods in this apartment. Um, before booting up his computer, he calls them telepods. So great. <laughs> it's like we're dealing with teleportation <laughs> and a horror movie. Hmm. This can only go well. <laughs> Um, she asks what they do. Um, he asks for an, for an object from her, something personal, something that um, she would instantly recognize. And I was like, you know, give him like a photo, give him like your driver's license. I thought it would be like her earring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a diamond thinking. earring, yeah. you know, there's only, but she doesn't wear jewelry. She says that. Um, yeah, it's something that's uniquely hers. So she, she removes one of her stockings <laughs> and it's just, it's like, Okay, because she takes it off like really seductively as well, rolling it down her knee and everything like that. And Jeff Goldblum, sorry, Seth is just staring at her because um, she says, I don't wear jewelry. And I was like, oh, okay. ID would have done. Mm-hmm. I know this is before cell phones. I mean, if you carried a cell phone, you'd need a very large bag during the 80s. They just put her shoe on. Yeah, just a shoe. <laughs> I thought that's what she was going to do because yeah. she flicks her shoe off and I'm like, okay, you know, it's not. But even like the, the stocking and stuff like that, it's not unique it's not like uniquely yours it's like when you're doing a magic trick you know you need to like sign your name on the card or something (laughs) Um, it was very flowery at the top (laughs) it was it had some embroidery (laughs) very sexy (laughs) stocking (laughs) Uh, Seth takes a moment of appreciation before he puts her before he puts her pantyhose in the pod and uses voice activation to start the computer before whispering something quietly to the computer uh, and telling Verona to, Veronica to keep an eye on the item of clothing. He watches as the door... She watches as the door clunks shut. <laughs> then you're like, oh, okay, yep. <laughs> We're expecting Darth Vader to walk out of this thing. <laughs> the machine powers up, and in a flash, the item is gone. There's a second flash behind Seth, but Veronica kind of misses it because she's been told to watch the one pod. She shrugs and tells him congratulations on creating the world's largest microwave oven. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, she said, good thing I didn't give you my Rolex if, Rolex if I had one. He smiles and directs, uh, directs her to the prompt on his computer, which says teleportation complete. He opens the pod behind him and inside is her stocking. Great. What was your expectation from this movie, do you think, when when you saw the sort of the, the teleportation pods where you're like, oh, someone's going to get, like, 
half teleported or yeah, I think I was expecting the whole turned inside out oh yeah well yeah. We, we do get a bit of that <laughs> yeah. and maybe just a big splat of, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were expecting like the mad scientist who won't let his work go or something like that because I, I think the first time I watched it that sort of was what I was expecting like it doesn't work and then he starts like throwing people in to try and get it to work Mm. that kind of thing I wasn't quite expecting yeah I thought it would take longer to get it to like you know get to the point that it got to yes yeah it kind of yeah we we get our insta um the instigation of our like main plot thread fairly early on yeah because that goes oh I'll just do this one quick change yeah and then bam it's such a genius and then horror movie happens (laughs) (laughs) um she picks up her stocking in disbelief and he explains it to her. Um, disintegrated there, reintegrated here. Sort of. And I love that little sort of. Because like, what do you mean? Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Go back to the sort of bit. What do you mean sort of? <laughs> um, Steph, uh, sorry, Seth steps aside and Veronica starts a tape recorder, which she sort of hides in her pocket. Seth explains that the machine is an amalgamation of other people's works. He's just the one who put it all together. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got someone to to make a particle accelerator there. I got someone else to make this thing thing over here, and then I just sort of smashed it all together. That's that's my job. I put everything together. Um, though no one else knows what the actual project is, they just worked on like a piece of it. And this is a common thing that happens in horror movies as well. A whole lot of people do one little thing, <laughs> and then it makes one very big fucked up thing. <laughs> Um, he says his research is um, left alone as he's not expensive. And I was like, I feel like this would be an expensive project, maybe. Depending, maybe? Well, I think there's definitely a lot of costs associated with it. But maybe more so in the setup and then, like, well, maybe he's stealing power. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, this sort of thing would take a lot of power, wouldn't it? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. But, yeah, maybe cost-wise, like, he only needed the part maybe the parts weren't expensive and then I don't know and then he just had to tweak everything and continuously tweak it until it worked or something like that um Veronica um goes to change oh she hears a beep and she goes to change the batteries on her tape recorder on her dictaphone um he says he didn't know Veronica was a journalist um he thought she was a scientist he asks for the tape that she's recorded and asks her to leave like she's not supposed to be here he didn't know I was like but you're showing you're showing just a random scientist around then, but it's not okay that she's a journalist? Exactly. I guess he just doesn't want the news out, but at the same time, rude. <laughs> Could just say that. Yeah. Could just have a conversation. Yeah. Um, he says he would never have told her if, she, if he knew that she was a journalist. She tells him to keep the stocking, <laughs> which is quite funny, <laughs> um, and leaves with the, with the tape recording. We cut to Veronica showing the... Uh, showing the tape to her boss. I say showing. She's playing the tape for her boss. Um, but he thinks that she's been played for a joke, basically. He's like, no, 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 it's all fake. It's all fake. It's nonsense. Um, he stops the phone call. He stops to take a phone call. And it's Seth. He's arrived at the office to talk to them. Stathis, this is Veronica's boss, uh, leaves so Seth and Veronica can talk in private. He makes a joke or something about... Um, useless staff making staff useless staff disappear or something like that because he obviously he doesn't believe in the teleportation he's like yeah I've got a couple of people you can teleport away 
and then he just leaves. I don't like Stathis throughout this movie. Yeah. We get some really disturbing shit from him later. Some very problematic behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> some very, very problematic behaviour. Veronica tells Seth that they Seth that they don't believe him. He seems relieved at this. Um, he takes her to a burger restaurant. Great first date. Actually, second date. It's second date now, right? Sort of one hookup, one one date. Yeah. Is that what we're gonna? Uh, do? It wasn't even a hookup. Was it meant to be a hookup? I think he was hoping it would be a hookup. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Veronica's <laughs> intent was. Um, he says he wants to talk about his project, but it's not ready yet. He can't teleport living things. He says. Um, she agrees she could. Uh, sorry, Seth agrees that she can have the story. Um, he offers her a book deal. Um, but she can't publish until the project is complete. So she has to wait on it. The book will end, um, Seth says, with him teleporting himself from one side of his apartment to the other. And that will be like the grand ending to to his <laughs> ultimate design. <laughs> Laura's giving me side eye like, yeah, <laughs> about that. <laughs> but also, I think if he's been working on this his whole life, his ambition would be a little bit... Yeah, like, at least transport yourself to a different room or something? Like, mm. I guess it's it's like the book will end with the first step yeah. being completed, you know, with successful human teleportation. Uh, Veronica arrives home. We hear a noise. She makes her way to the bathroom. She opens the curtain to find Stathis. I was like, excuse me, what? Yes. What is your boss doing in your shower? And he's so nonchalant about it. He just led himself into her place. Yeah. Using her shower. Like And then as she leaves the bathroom she flushes the toilet to mess with the temperature of the temperature of the shower. And I was like, I would have called the fucking police. <laughs> um they sit down together, she asks how he got in. Um apparently she gave him a key. Must have been quite a while ago by the sounds of it. Uh, we get the sort of um idea that they were possibly dating or had some sort of relationship whether just um just like a sexual relationship or just a relationship relationship we don't know i can't imagine being in a relationship relationship with stethis because he's fucking creepy yes and very much in a position of power over her yes it's a problematic (laughs) relationship (laughs) um she said she should have changed the lock and i was like yeah yeah, or got you made sure you got your key back. Uh, he said she didn't. Um, oh, that's right. He said she didn't change the locks because she wants him back. And I'm just like, come on, come on, dude. <laughs> that's when you know he's the biggest asshole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know that you want me. Of like, yeah. You resist. You say no, but you mean yes. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, maybe she just means no. <laughs> Um, she says it's, um, yeah, it's, it, she says it's a case of being disorganized, not that she wants him back. Um, they talk about Seth briefly and Stethis has changed his mind about him, apparently. I don't know what brought this on. Maybe he's just trying to get in her good books, I suppose, trying to rekindle something with her. Maybe, but I, I think it always comes back to like a power play and a, you know, vying against another male and yeah it's that uh, they're peacocking yeah he's, exactly. pe- he's peacocking yeah. he's like oh I can give you what you want yeah. go do it yeah um, yeah no it's not going to work for you uh, we learn Seth almost won the Nobel Prize for physics at age 20 
uh, and he's been the head of several large projects. So we sort of get the idea that he's a very, very intelligent man. <laughs> um, she tells him she's not sure if she's going to work with Seth. I think this is just to throw Stathis off. I think she just says it because she wants him to go away. Mm. Um, then tells him to get out and asks for her key back. He refuses and says he'll keep it for old time's sake. <laughs> so creepy. It's, it's so weird. It's just like, oh, you want your key back so I can't intrude on your property? Nah, I think I'll keep it. But she can't really say, like, a massive amount against him because he's still her boss. Yeah, because the power play. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if she wants her key back, uh, yeah. She wants her key back so he can't, like, randomly and potentially dangerously enter her apartment without her knowledge or permission. And I think that's fair. It's very violating that someone has the power to enter your safe space anytime they want, regardless of what you say. Especially as you've made it clear that you are uncomfortable with them being there. And they already feel comfortable enough to, like, get naked and have a shower. Yeah. (laughs) When you're not even around. And, like, she pulled the... When she pulled the bathroom curtain back, he wasn't even, like, shocked or surprised or jumped. He just went, oh, hello. He probably knew that, you know, she's finishing work at a certain time. She'll be home around this time. Probably waited for, like, the lock to jingle and then quickly ran in the shower and got new. Very, very deliberate, I felt. Yeah. He's a creepy man. He's very creepy. He's a very, very creepy man. Uh, We see Seth's computer next. Analyzing organ- organic matter, apparently. It gives the elements in it, etc. It's like carbon, this amount percentage, you know, hydrogen, blah, blah, blah. Um, then we see Veronica is filming him working. He tells the computer to initiate. The pod powers up. We pan to see a monkey in the first pod, um, which disappears in a flash. The second pod then, we, we get that little that little camera flash from the second pod. Seth, so, you're shaking your head at this. I was like, when it happened, I was like, I can't watch it. I don't want to see <laughs> did you. Did you have to look away from this? I was like, ah, tempted. But then it takes such a long time. It so does. Like, There's like a good like 30 like, seconds before you actually see yes, what's in there. When I look back at the screen, you have to go, Ugh. Um, I still saw everything and I was like, yes. that was not purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, is it over? Is it over? And then you peek out from your hands. Oh, God! <laughs> Seth looks inside the door, but a layer of mist or fog is sort of obscuring his vision until a bloody stump smacks against the glass. He opens the door and inside the mist clears, we can see a squealing mass of organs and blood. It literally is sort of twitching as well. Yeah, it's you're very much in pain and you're like... <laughs> it's twitching and going like... <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, ah, ah, and he ah. doesn't seem bothered at all, really. <laughs> no, he just sort of looks at me like, oh, another one. <laughs> he's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> maybe try... Oh, you know, if you can't get it to work with the organic matter, maybe try non-living organic matter first. I don't know why you like a baboon would be their first thing, and why you wouldn't do like a mouse, yeah. or, like a rat. Yeah. Like, start small. Yeah, but then I like they're like full on like went to the zoo, got a baboon, and they're like, yeah. this will be our first. And you're like, no, do like a worm or something first, a slug. Yeah. I don't know. Like, work up to the baboon. <laughs> Veronica sets up the camera so Seth can talk about what he thinks of the experiment that just happened. Um, he, he basically says, it's fucked, that's what I think. 
I was like, good, at least you, you're recognizing it. Now maybe don't put the live baboon in the teleport. <laughs> Can we not do that again, please? But that's, yeah, that's the very Cronenberg thing, the inside-out yeah. baboon that sort of twitches and squeals before dying, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he thinks the baboon was turned inside-out. He specifically says that, and you're like, oh, lovely. Lovely. It's so great. She doesn't seem like that first fire either. <laughs> she didn't even like. I, I don't. Do we we didn't get a reaction shot Not from Veronica. I was like, I don't know whether to be impressed with it. It's like you know, she's obviously very clinical about it and you know, yeah. quite rational. These are the facts. That. No I emotion. Like a, you know, you didn't get like a really emotional response. I kind of like appreciated that it wasn't. That she didn't like. Uh, she didn't like do the horror moons. The horror yeah. movie screams. She didn't slap her hands on her cheeks and yeah. go. Ah! Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. She's a fair, she's a very strong character. She is throughout this movie. Yeah, and I think that was like the first really big indication that you know she's kind of got a strong head on her shoulders. Yeah, Quite yeah, very resilient. But she's not emotionless. No, which is great. Yeah, because that's the that's the other side of the problem. You either have yeah. the the cheek slapping ah screaming one, or you yeah. have the absolutely no emotion at all one. Yeah, and you do see her with a lot of emotion, like uh, different emotions throughout. Like yeah, throughout the movie, and especially at the end when we come to our climax, it's yeah. great. It's absolutely great. But um, the machine just can't. Uh, he says the machine can't comprehend living matter. Computers only know what you tell them, so he needs to learn more about biology. And he sort of walks off dismayed. Yeah, I think that's it's fairly logical to just sort of go, okay, I need to research biology. Yeah, but you think you do that before putting a baboon in the teleport? <laughs> this was the eighties; nobody cared <laughs> for science. <laughs> we see Seth lying in bed. Veronica asks if he ever changes his clothes. He does the Einstein thing, where he's only got, I think. Barack Obama does this as well, doesn't he? I think he said sure. that he did. I don't know. At least you've seen him in a few different options. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you, you have the same... You have five of the same outfit so that you don't have to think about what you're going to wear. You just grab what's next on the rack. Um, yeah, it's, it's one less thing to think about. She offers to cook him dinner, and he suggests going out instead. She makes a joke about going out for burgers again. Then she sits on the bed and gives him a little smoosh. Just a little smooth smooth. Uh, yeah, so I think that's fair. I mean, uh, I mean, I would be turned off by the inside-out baboon that just happened, but yeah. <laughs> that's generally not something to to rouse me into. Yeah, I think my appetite would be in the best spot. <laughs> no, I think I would need like a day at least to yeah. just like process that. But uh, you know, good on her. Go for it, and you know, eighties Jeff Goldblum, not bad looking. He a pretty handsome man. He did look pretty good. Yeah, especially when we get to see him topless later. I was like, ooh, damn. Jeff Goldblum, I didn't know that was in you. Like, <laughs> um, They lie in bed together after sex. He complains about a pain on his back. Um, and he rolls over just to find a computer chip is, like, stuck in there. Um, and not noticing that during sex. I like, know. damn. Because <laughs> look, it was wedged in her skin. It was... Like, she had to pull it out. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, resting on the skin. It had actually, like, punctured. But surely you would notice it when it happened. Like, if you rolled onto it, you go, oh, yeah. wait, hang on a second. Let me get that out. <laughs> but he must have been just one track mine. Um, uh, yep, and Seth has an epiphany. Uh, I think, she, is it because of something Veronica says? He just has, like, a little moment. They pull that little computer chip out and he goes, ah, and then runs to yeah. the computer. 
Um, we see... Mm, oh, yeah, we, we see as he cuts a steak in half. He puts it in the pod. Um, I was like, why didn't we do the steak first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before putting the baboon in the... <laughs> <laughs> in I the telepods. His epiphany was about the flesh, right? So he's like, yes. Start with that. He's like, ah, okay, if we just start with the flesh before we try and imitate living flesh. And I was like, this did not come to you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Considering he almost won a Nobel Prize at 20. <laughs> yeah, you think you'd go, hmm, maybe the steak first. Uh, next thing we see, he's cooking the steak. Um, he gives it to Veronica. He gets her to try both, half, both halves. Um, she tries the first one. She says, Oh, it tastes fine. She tries the second one and she says, it tastes funny. It tastes synthetic. Um, Seth says the computer is giving us its interpretation of steak. It's not actual steak. Mm. And we're back to the fake food thing again. Your first movie was Vivarium. (laughs) (laughs) Fake food, yes. And then then your second one is like, it's steak, but not steak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But doesn't that mean that Fun, yeah, this is my little note. I was having like a little, a little, my brain was, the, the little cogs in my head finally started moving and I had a thought. It only happens rarely, but I had a thought. And I said, well, doesn't this mean that fundamentally the transportation system is not the same thing going in as coming out? So aren't you just, if you teleported people, aren't you just murdering people and then making an imitation of the people on the other side? You're not actually teleporting one thing from one side to the other. You're putting a thing in, letting the computer analyze what it is so it can recreate it on the other side. And it just disintegrates what is in the first pod. Yeah. This is not teleportation. (laughs) That's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's very unsettling when you think about it. It It's very unsettling because it is basically ripping something apart and putting it back together. But it's not not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's not even put back together. It's just imitated on the other end. And he's just concerned because the computer's not imitating it properly. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, like, um, collar tug where you're like... Um. (laughs) He says there's something missing in the translation. And he sits down at the computer and starts tapping away. He's had an epiphany and he's going to figure it out. We see Veronica drive away from the apartment as as Stethis watches her. Yes. Having staked... I'm putting in question mark here, having staked out there for the night. Had he, like, slept in his car? (laughs) Staked. Oh, my God, I just got that. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he must have have followed her from, like... He must have just gone, ah, her car is here. Yeah. And then just waited there all night for her to come out. Because it's not the kind of place where, you you know, you're not going to stumble across it. So unless he went deliberately to go check on... Seth himself and was like which he wouldn't because he doesn't think it's real exactly so he's just there to stalk her and he's already shown that he's like very possessive and um dangerously so yeah yeah like yeah he's already shown that he's dangerous and obsessed basically yeah and that's just like, reinforcing that. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, he looks so dozy. It's like she drives past and it's like he's just woken up. Mm. And I'm just like, you you, you, you slept here? Are you that desperate? My God, man. <laughs> uh, Veronica goes shopping um, and spots Stethis. He continues to stalk her. She's <laughs> in like... Much more obviously this time. <laughs> yeah, she's like in a clothes shop or something like that. And she spots him like one rack over. Mm. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Turn out self and self because she's trying to buy another man a jacket. Yeah, she's buying a men's jacket. Yeah. 
as a present for Seth because he only has the same clothes every day. <laughs> so she's like, I'll give him something new, which is really sweet. Yes. What a sweet gift. Um, she asks what he's doing. Um, he's been following her, he says. He literally just admits to it. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing here? I've been following you. <laughs> yeah. He's justified. He sees it as perfectly rational. He's just like, I've been following you. What were you doing at, Steph- at Seth's house? <laughs> we were there the whole night. Yeah. What were you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, she's a grown-ass woman and not your property. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> um, he's jealous that she that she spent the night with Seth. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. And she tries to she tries to justify herself. And I'm like, mm. you don't need to. She's just like, I'm working on this big story. I'm like, no, tell him that you you like you like Seth and you've got a big story. Yeah. It's both things. But she says, uh, you don't get it. I'm finally onto, into something big. And he says, what, his cock? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> it's so vulgar and so, like, in your face. It's kind of funny how nonchalantly possessive and creepy he is. Especially, like, kind of a normal context of, like, you know, just a department store with all these other people going about yeah. their business. And she's like, I'm onto something big. And he's like, what, his cock? Yeah. And you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and again, he thinks it's perfectly normal behaving, perfectly acceptable. Yeah. It's just whole new levels of toxic. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't know better, I'd say he was the, he was going to be the villain of this movie. Yeah, I really didn't like him. <laughs> did it cross your... Did you at any point think that he was going to be the, like, big bad of this? I thought he was going to be involved in the rest of it. Mm. And, like, sabotage Right. But um, you, you, you weren't like, ah, he's the villain. No, I don't, I don't think I thought he was the main villain. Right, okay. Is it because he's too pathetic to be the main Because <laughs> he's so whiny and yeah, creepy and... Yeah. <laughs> but not like in a... In, Yes, in a dangerous way, and emotionally dangerous, and yeah, but he doesn't give off like I'm going to murder you vibes. It's I was yeah, I don't think he's. Not, it's not those vibes. It's more like you're mine. No one else can have you. Type things. Yes, which could and potentially become more dangerous, yeah. but it never progresses beyond yeah. this obsession. It seems more of a control thing, like. You know, you can't stay at home. You can't stay out of all night. You can't buy this jacket for this guy. Yeah. You can't get involved with this guy. You can't do this. Can't do this. Can't do this. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. I want. I want. I want. Yeah. I want you to be the type of woman I want you to be. Yeah. No, you can't have your key back. No, you can't stay. Spend the night at Seth's. No, you can't buy him a present. I want to be in this relationship. Yep. All of the decisions run by me. Yeah. I control them all. It's so weird. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't like him throughout this movie. I don't like him either. Um, she calls him a creep and leaves. But he does, there is an instance where he's, like, they have the altercation and he raises his fist. Or, like, raises his arm. Did he, did he, is this in I, the scene? I think so. Oh, my God. I did not even clock that. I might yeah. have had my head down typing at the time. Yeah. But does he actually like, raise he a hand? I, he pulls back. And he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Mm. He pulls back and then. She's obviously very much like, well, so the second, like pretty shocked. And it's only, it's, it's quick. But the idea it's entered his head, fine. potentially. Yeah. My God. I'm, I'm sticking with Stethis as, like, the true villain. He is a big villain. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's an awful human being. Yeah. I do think it's, like, you know, not to jump too far ahead, 
but it's interesting contrasting like how he is at the beginning with how he is like later on in the film mm. and like the different way that he's portrayed and then contrasting that against Seth and yeah. what he becomes and everything like that mm. yeah. yeah interesting yeah we'll talk about that when we hit it I mm. think but yeah feel free to bring that up if I, if I forget just <laughs> I'll try just, yeah, just, I might forget too yeah. <laughs> uh, back in the lab we see another baboon and I was like oh god no please please wait <laughs> Uh, Veronica is filming. The pod door opens, and the chimp run. Uh, the baboon runs out. Everything's all clear. It jumps on. It jumps on Seth and gives him a big hug. And I was like, that baboon should have just bitten your face off. That makes it so much worse, though, because it implies that the first baboon, like, also trusted him. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, I'm like, that. you know, like, he had obviously, like, raised it and had that same, like, connection. Just, a little bit later, doesn't he say, sorry, what happened to you? Sorry about what happened to your brother or something? And I'm like, oh, my God. So, oh, it's not just like a random test subject. This is something that you've like raised and looked after. Yeah, there's some sort of connection there. <laughs> at least who loves you, and you're like, you're like, oops, yeah. it turned inside out. <laughs> so you like to think, you know, there'd have been a bit more care, like leading up to it, like we kind of talked about. Mm. Try this first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, you kind of see he's like he's got his science brain, but not so much like the that same kind of like emotional brain yeah yeah that bit's um mildly lacking yes um although on the primitive end it is there mm. because we get to see that later um so veronica and seth share a tumbler of champagne to celebrate i love that it's a tumbler as well like <laughs> seth is not the kind of man who has any wine glasses or champagne flutes or anything like that it's just like uh i've got regular glasses they're very basic that's it yeah yeah <laughs> And Seth, Seth says they need um, to send the baboon for tests. They need to send the baboon off to, I don't know, back to the zoo. <laughs> so it can be tested to make sure everything is actually all right with it inside and out. Yes. It's not going to, like, spontaneously combust or explode or something Which like that. Which very sensible scientifically. Yes. Is to have a full understanding of, you know the outcome of your experiment yeah you don't want to x-ray it and find out that like it's hearts now where it's liver used exactly. to be or something like that like you want to make sure everything's or there's where like it's... a giant aneurysm in the brain or something or it's, yeah it's got a massive tumor now or something like that uh veronica says they should take a holiday together um you know we'll, we'll go away we'll go the weekend away just you and me we'll take some time to relax seth orders some dinner um, as she discovers an envelope on, like, the side counter or something like that, uh, from the editor, Stethus. Um, I lo- yeah. He's just kind of slipped it under the door, apparently, and inside is basically like a test cover for a magazine. I think that's what you call it, right? I think so, yeah. Like, you know, this is what the cover of the magazine will look like. Please yeah, sign for your... Yeah, mock-up, that's the word. Please sign for your approval or whatever like that. Um, so, it... <laughs> So I was trying to figure out how this works. So is Stethis is Veronica's boss. Like the editor, I think. But yeah. she also does she work independently then, not under him? Because I it think sounds she like works she's under him, but if she did like the book thing that would be independent. Ah, okay, yeah, I gotcha. So it's kinda like a way to get out from under him. So is this oh God, I wish she would get out from <laughs> under him. He's fucking Yeah. So is this Stethis trying to assert his dominance? over her and he's trying to undermine her undermine him because he's obviously not ready for it to be shared right she's obviously you know wanting to do it herself 
So right. it takes the power away from both of them and gives it to him. Mm. And also he knows that if he does this, she's going to come running and be like, let's talk about it. You can't do this. Oh, so it's a it's a bit for, her, it's, bit for her attention yeah. at the very least. And like kind of separating them. Because when, we, when she talks to him a bit later, it doesn't give the impression that he ha- ever had the intention to run that magazine anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so did he find out about the book then? He must have. He must have found out that she was writing the book. Yeah, at least cool. she said in the store that she's working on, you know, involved in something big and it's a big story. Right. So he can see that it's something important to her. So he's, you know, smart enough he's to taken the, together. the disturbing initiative and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> made a mock-up. It undermines her, it undermines, like, her, you know, future career or, like, the things that she's working towards. Mm. But also, I well, don't know if it's directed to her, addressed to her or addressed to him. Him. So then... I don't know whether he's wanting him to see that, Seth to see that, and be like, she's told, as you know, I can't trust yeah. her, and like, you know, he must have severed. Well, he knows he knows that she's spending a lot of time at that apartment, so he can say that he sent it to Seth, but he'll mm. know for sure that she sees it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> Very manipulative move. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, she grabs the envelope and she she tells Seth that um, she'll come back in a couple of hours, but she has to go deal with this once and for all. She mm-hmm. says, and I'm like, good. Cut him off. Her shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Scrape the gum off your shoe and make sure it goes in the trash bin. <laughs> like, <laughs> stab him away. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, but I was ordering dinner. I was, and she leaves. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of she leaves him there to celebrate on his own. But she says she'll be back in a couple of hours anyway because she wants to protect him. And she wants to protect yes. the story. Absolutely, and she yeah. wants this. She doesn't want this like hanging over her head yeah. at all in any way, shape, or form. She just wants to cut that tie, be done with it, and then come back and celebrate properly. Yes, I think that's what the idea is. Um, she has to go deal with Stethis, so he'll leave her alone once and for all. Veronica marches into his office, throws the envelope on the table. She tells him it's her story, not his. He's planning to take credit for her work or... See, I think his in... The idea that he wants to put in her head is that he wants to take credit for her work. But really, he has no intention on taking credit because he doesn't believe any of it's real anyway. Yeah, it's just a better reaction. Yeah, he just wanted her attention. It's the notice me senpai in the most pathetic way. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, I can control you because I could do this and then I can make you come back to me. Yeah. And then he makes himself the good guy mm-hmm. by letting her work on that project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, again, it's just back to who's got control of the situation. Yeah. Because before it was her story, but now he could take that away at any point and publish it without her. Yeah. And now she, he makes sure that she knows that. Yeah. So it's like, like, oh, you better listen to yeah. me or, you know, I might give this story yeah. to someone else. You thought you had freedom of choice? You thought you had agency in this situation? Now let me take that away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> I'm like, stop it. Um, but he's so pathetic as a, as, like, as a character. He's so pathetic. He really is. He just needs a really good slap, and then I think he'd back off. <laughs> I don't think he would. <laughs> you don't think so? I think it would make... I, I, yeah, I think it takes a lot to make people like that back off. Because oh, okay. there is like an obsession there, and there is a sense of like ownership and like control. Yeah, that he's very clearly motivated to keep. Yes. Oh, ugh. Uh, he says he doesn't want her to disappear from his life. So yeah, basically what we just mm. talked about. Um, she agrees to continue to. Um, she agrees to continue to work together. Uh, <laughs> she goes to leave, and he asks if they can be fuck buddies. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm just like, dude. Come on. 
and, and she calls him disgusting yeah. and leaves. Maybe he was really hoping that, you know, showering was going to end in a very different way. And she'd be like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my God, you're so, so pretty. You must love me so much if you snuck into my house. Broke into my house. <laughs> and then waited naked in the shower for me, like my boss. Like, oh. oh, my gosh, how could I say my that? Go- oh, my clothes have just fallen off. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh, <laughs> So then he's like, obviously subtlety doesn't work. Yeah. Out, right? yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, I tried I tried playing the romance yeah. game. Now let's just be forward. You wanna be fuck buddies? And she's like, you're disgusting. <laughs> um Seth drinks alone. Uh, he's figured out that Veronica and Stathis used to have some sort of relationship or used to date or something like that. And he's talking he's talking all of this through to the baboon. Mm-hmm. This is where he apologizes as well. He's like, Oh yeah, sorry about you, brother. <laughs> Some awareness. We see a little um, the baboon's trying to catch a fly as well that keeps buzzing past. It's uh, sort of distracting it. Uh, Seth finishes his drink and asks, "You know, what am I waiting for? We can, we can, um, we can do it now. Let's do it now." So he uh, goes to his computer, sets the countdown. He sets up a camera to start recording. Um, all of this is happening, and then we cut to the baboon just ripping ripping the sofa cushions apart. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. I don't know why. That really tickled me. It's just it's like dun 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 <laughs> ripping the ripping the sofa cushion apart. It was great. It's a metaphor. It's a... Ripping the way the fabric of reality. Oh, very nice. <laughs> You have to dig pretty deep for that one, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, the door to the teleport begins to close. Uh, we see a fly on the outside of the glass, uh, which then buzzes off. We see Seth crouched naked in the pod. I assume because you can't take clothes with you, right? Maybe it can't do inanimate and animate objects yeah. at the same time. Maybe? It's probably a good assumption, I suppose. Mm. Probably not that he just wants to test out of himself. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> make it make it safe as safe as possible. Let's just remove yeah. the clothes. He has to get dressed up the baboon to put through. So yeah, this is true. <laughs> that will be the next test. They just put like a sock on the baboon and see what happens. <laughs> oh, it turned inside out again. Oh, sorry about that. Being fused together. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah, it's naked in the pod as we pan over to see the fly is actually in the pod with him. <gasps> Sacre bleu. The timer reaches zero and the teleportation flashes. The second pod door opens, the fog pours out just like it did before, and Seth steps out. Just looking perfectly normal. It's a successful experiment. Mm-hmm. It's great. Were you expecting, like, something immediately after he teleported himself, or...? No, I don't think I was. Because then I was like, when would the rest of the movie end? But I don't know. I thought it was interesting that his decision to like go through the teleport mm. was very much like an emotional decision. Yes, he, he was, he was like, drunk and upset. Yeah, and he was like fueled by jealousy, and he was, sh- and then he's like maybe a little bit upset about the perfume brother because <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I would only ask you to do what I would do myself. Oh yeah, he does story. say that. Um, Retribution so think, for Brother Baboon. Yeah. So I think for someone who's like, the rest of it has kind of been, he's so clever, he's so smart, he's such a scientist, mm. blah, 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 blah. But he, and then he makes this really big decisions or scientific, uh, like to his experiment. Yeah, hugely. Very much based on his emotion. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge scientific um, decision made emotionally. Yeah. So interesting. Which I thought was interesting because it's quite different to the rest of the, how the rest of the characters kind of being set up. Mm. And plays against who he is, um, who he's been set up. Yeah. And then we get to see that 
gradual progression where we return to him being completely emotional based instead of scientific based again. Yeah. So interesting. Veronica makes her way back to the apartment. Inside, she finds Seth asleep. She lays next to him. She kisses him awake. He tells her that he teleported himself because he was drunk and upset. <laughs> uh, he asks if um, she's sleeping with her editor. And she's like, oh, God, no. Which <laughs> really, like, if he was that worried about it, he could have just, like, spoken to her. Yeah. And just be like, hey, what's going on? You know. Yeah. Uh, what are we? What is yeah. that? Like, I don't know. And I wasn't sure on the time frame, but I'm trying to work out, like, how long have they known each other at this point? Oh, what, Seth and Veronica? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, actually. Because it's like the party that's the overnight, and then... I assume the next day, it's like, is this the space of like a, a week? A week, two weeks, a month? I don't know. Like, How long has she been recording him exactly. working? And, so, yeah, mm. as, as I was watching, I was like, is this a reasonable response like, to be like this upset and this jealous around someone yeah. that you've known for like five days? Well, it might be the fact that like, because he's already shown that great emotional leap when he did it, when he teleported himself mm. because he was drunk and upset, it might be that he's not used to having That's true. this sort of emotion. That like, he actually cares about Veronica. Because he has and basically kept himself... Yeah, he, said, he says he's a recluse. He calls himself yeah. a hermit or something like that. Yeah, that's true. So maybe it's just the fact that he's he actually cares about someone and that, that someone might not actually feel the same way about him. Yeah. And that's what drove him. And this is probably, like, his first time in a while after to have, like, an emotional interaction with someone. Yeah. Or even just a social one. Yeah, even just <laughs> like, social. How do I talk to a person in, like, an emotionally intelligent way? <laughs> how do I do people? <laughs> How do I people? I do not know. <laughs> I'll uh, talk to my baboon. Yeah, I'll talk to my baboon as he rips apart the cushions. <laughs> um, he says he got jealous. Um, she says he's her ex, so she's completely honest. She's like, "Yep, I, I, Seth is not used to used to be a thing. It's not a thing anymore. And God, I would not go back." Um, Stethis is, she said, she even admits that Stethis is still in love with her, but she has absolutely zero interest. I love how transparent she is. Mm. There's no, like, she's gentle with him, but there's no, like, cushioning. Yeah. It's very like, honest. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yes, we slept together. No, I'm not interested. He's still in love with me. Yeah. There we go. That's everything you need to know. He tells her that he recorded the experiment for her. They kiss. And as we see Seth's back, we see a couple of black hairs growing out of that wound that he got from the, the circuit that he uh, fell on, rolled on, okay. question mark. <laughs> um... The pair lie in bed together. We hear a fly buzzing noise. Interesting. I was like, is that actually flies here? Or is it just... Uh, like, is this just a an editing thing to go like, the fly is still there. Um, as it approaches... Oh, no, there is an actual fly. Yeah, because it buzzes around the bed and Seth snaps awake and catches it between his fingers. I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? That's a helpful skill to have, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, especially summer in New Zealand. There's just flies constantly everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Um, he looks concerned for a moment. Like, he, he catches it and then looks at it and he's just like, uh, what? <laughs> and then he gets up. That's the last time anyone ever caught a fly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. You sort of wave your hands at it and that's about it. You have to get bug spray. <laughs> Um, as Veronica wakes, she notices Seth isn't there. She gets up and finds him in the main room because it's a studio apartment, but he, she finds him in sort of the main room that's the kitchen slash lab slash lounge. Um, and he's just standing there panting. Um, he's sweaty. He sits himself down. 
Veronica watches in awe as Seth performs core strength slash acrobatic feats. <laughs> He's like sat in the chair and like he puts his hands on the arms of the chair and lifts himself up with like straight legs and then does like and then does that thing where you flip the legs behind you and then in, like into a he- uh, into a handstand. Yeah. And then does does a couple of push-ups and he's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> um, he when he's finished, he walks to a bar that's like there's just like a, an iron bar that's across his kitchen, and then he just performs gymnastics on it, <laughs> doing flips around it, and you know giving himself enough like propulsion to like um, run his feet across the ceiling and everything like that before l- landing and noticing that Veronica's watching. Um, damn, Jeff Goldblum looks <laughs> good in this <laughs> scene. I was like, damn, then like six pack abs and <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, I didn't know you used to look like this in the 80s. Wow. I think he looked like this just for this movie. <laughs> just for this movie? I think that's how it started. Quite potentially. <laughs> but then there's that meme of what Jeff Goldblum in what Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. This is the birth of that meme. Oh, okay. <laughs> This Without is why, this movie, that would never happen. So this is why we think Jeff Goldblum's sexy. <laughs> there we go, okay. Because of the fly. <laughs> because of the fly. The thing is, like, the sexiness is very short-lived. <laughs> oh, very, very. Yeah. Um, they go out to the markets. He's now wearing the jacket that she bought mm-hmm. him. The little leather jacket, which is very cute. He buys her a necklace in return, because she doesn't wear jewellery. Mm-hmm. So he bought her a nice little necklace. And they stop for a coffee. Um, he talks about um, the computer and how he sort of improved it. Um, it didn't know what he was talking about. Um, yeah, he said that he's trying to like describe living matter to it. Mm. And he's come to the conclusion that being taken apart and being re- reassembled um, is like going through a... Co- yeah, he describes it as going through a coffee filter, I think is how he says. He's like, you know disassembled here reassembled here and it's like going through a coffee filter like all the bad stuff's been taken out and that's his theory on why mm. he's now super like so strong he's so strong <laughs> his so good. his senses are so keen and everything like that but he's so twitchy while he's talking yeah he's he talks so fast yeah he's just like and then and the entire time he's like spooning <laughs> sugar into his coffee the entire time a lot of sugar that and whole the, thing was just sugar yeah it's like it's those tiny little cafe cups yeah. as well it's not like a mug of coffee it's like a tiny little cafe cup and he's put like six teaspoons in so far and then he stirs it <laughs> and <laughs> he says he feels great you know before adding more sugar to his, he like takes a sip and, he, and then just spoons more sugar into it and yeah, it, um, Veronica even says, you know, do you take some coffee with your sugar? <laughs> and I was like, yay! It's nice that she noticed. It's nice that she noticed. And this is also something my parents would say as well. Um, usually with dinner when I put like tomato sauce on something and they're like, oh, do you want some dinner with your tomato sauce? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very parent thing to say, I think. It, it, it is. It's my a very... <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of how Veronica comes across as well. It's cheese not his caregiver but you, you know what I mean she's actively aware of yeah who he is and what he needs to improve on and things like that so um, he ignores this statement before adding more sugar and talking about um, the differences mm. between before teleporting and now he says he feels like a king he seems overly stimulated I put it <laughs> he feels overly stimulated um and then he tries to get like the waiter's attention he's like you know maybe I will have a kazona I'll have a kazona waiter waiter what do you have to do to get a <laughs> he's like oh my god Seth 
breathe. It's like, you know, a fly buzzing around. Yeah. It's so twitchy, just yeah. like like if you ever see a fly just like sat somewhere, like yeah. cleaning itself or whatever. It's like it's like that. It's like It made me wonder if that was his first cup of my sugar coffee. Or like his <laughs> like, like that little <laughs> meme of the little girl eating cotton candy or whatever it is and she looks at the camera and she's like Rawr! exactly exactly like that <laughs> um, back at the lab we see them uh, we see the pair of them having sex um, apparently they've been going at it for hours he's because very energetic he's very energetic he has a lot of stamina at yes. the moment yes because she rolls off and she's like I'm done I yeah. can't I, I need to something else for a while <laughs> Also, we're starting to see now this, like, little... Um, Seth's skin's starting to look a little discoloured in spots. Mm. It kind of looks like bruises. It looks like he's bruising or something like that. Um, she feels his back and notices more hairs. Uh, comments on how coarse they are as well. They're thick. Um, he want, he says he wants to keep going, but she gets up. She's like, mm. no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. We, I can't hop on that anymore right now. Yeah. Um, Seth goes to the fridge and grabs ice cream. And just start shoveling that in as well. It's sugar. Sugar, 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 sugar. Needs the constant sugar. Uh, meanwhile, she grabs some scissors and cuts the hairs off his back. And they're tough. It sounds like if you've got, like, some hedge... Like, what are they called? The um, the little scissors that used to, like, cut tree branches. What are they called? Uh, Se- secateurs? I don't know. I can't remember what they're called. It, it sounds like that. Because it's like... Trum, <laughs> trum. <laughs> And you're like, damn, those are some really, really thick hairs. Um, he decides he wants to teleport her so that she can feel as good as how he feels now. Um, he says he barely needs to sleep anymore. I'm like, that's probably a warning sign <laughs> that something's wrong. <laughs> if you're not sleeping at least six hours, there's probably something wrong. Um, he says it's wonderful. It's like a drug. Um, she refuses because the machine scares her. He calls her a... Yeah, yeah, fair enough. She didn't witness a baboon turned inside out. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. And she didn't see him teleport himself. So there might be that tiny question in her head going, did he? Did he actually? Or am I the human experiment? And also, you know, he kind of set it up with the, the first successful baboon being like, we should just check that everything's actually okay. Yeah. And she knows that hasn't happened. So she knows yeah. still a lot of unknown around We haven't her. had those test results back yet. And also picking up on that, he's not acting quite normal. Yes, no, with his 20 spoonfuls yeah. of sugar and then never-ending sex and then the, the ice cream and the coarse hairs growing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's, there's some red flags popping up here and there. Uh, he calls her a fucking drag. And says, um, some, she says that something's obviously gone wrong. Mm-hmm. He went, th- um, yeah, something went wrong when he went through, uh, and he breaks up with her right then and there. Yeah. He's just like, fine, you don't, you, you don't believe in me. You don't believe in my work. Then get out. I don't need you. I'll find someone else. I'll find someone who's willing. Um, he's determined to find someone who's willing to join his dynamic duo, as he puts it, of the genetically superior. Weird. Yeah. So weird. But then you kind of see, like, his change when he feels like he's got a bit of power and, like, the change that it does to, to how he's acting mm. and how he behaves, like... Do you reckon this is the the fly DNA or is this just what Seth's like 
when he has a bit of power? I think maybe a slight combination. Slight but combination I do think that the stuff was already there, you know? Like, it was already in Seth's head. Mm. And I think that, you know, feeling, like, this powerful... I mean, he's just done all these fancy acrobatic things that he's never been able to do before. And he, he feels, feels like, strong. He feels like a he king. He feels on top of the world. Yeah. And so I think with that sense of, like, I'm so good, I'm so powerful, um, you know, playing God, like, yeah. you know... And I think that stuff does play out. Yeah. So I think even if the fly hadn't been in there, <laughs> I don't know. I just think yeah, you would you would have had some similar type of some something similar, maybe not as severe, but something yeah, not close. As severe, but I do think mm-hmm. it's very much like from his personality. Yeah. Um, he he gets yeah. dressed and um, storms out. He's just dressed in like pajama bottoms and the leather jacket. Yeah. No shirt. No shirt. Um, he's so twitchy as he leaves as well. Yeah. And he, he smacks, uh, like, a lamp that's a clear 10 feet off the floor as he walks down the hallway. And you're just like, yeah, no, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth walks the streets. He goes to a bar. Uh, he hits on a woman who's leaning against the bar, uh, who's watching a couple of men arm wrestle. Um, he chews on a chocolate bar the entire time he's talking to her. So again, with the sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and challenges the, the two men who are arm wrestling. Winner gets a hundred bucks and gets to take the woman home. You know, like a prize from the fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what she says. No. It's obviously these random guys who get to decide what she does. Wait, wait. Women aren't prizes? <laughs> what? I, I, Laura, I don't yeah, understand. I don't. <laughs> they get to choose what they do with their bodies. Their she does pipe up. She's just like, well, maybe I don't want to go with you. And then everyone just ignores her. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, no, 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 no. Because the guy's just like, oh, he won't. Don't worry, darling. He won't win. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, prize, prize at the fair. Conscious human being. Same thing. But then he kind of already approaches her as like a thing that he needs right yeah and this is why i was like is it the fly dna thing and he needs like a mate he needs a partner mm. and that's why yeah, he's maybe like part of it but I, yeah mm. but I don't know for sure i think he's still riding on the high and he's still like he's still buzzing yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> I like that. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the arm wrestle begins um the man struggles while seth just sort of holds his position like it looks like he's not even trying Mm. the man is pushing as hard as he can and Seth's arm sort of goes the other way but you can tell that he's not putting any effort in um before he just suddenly decides to push back you see this sort of strange gray white liquid coming out of his fingers as well it's only like a tiny bit you could mistake it as sweat or something like that just discolored yeah it's discolored though I don't know, covered in chalk or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then with a sudden jolt, Seth wins, but snaps the man's arm. Oh my gosh. The bone is fully out of the arm. Yeah. It's really grotty. It's yeah. so nasty. I love the practical effects of this movie, though. They're so good. <laughs> um, he grabs the girl and leaves the bar. Um, the... <laughs> she doesn't say, hey, how do you feel? Like yeah, he's like, hey, do you want to come home? He literally just grabs her arm. He's like, you're mine. Yeah. Come home. You belong to me now. The girl agrees to go home with me, but I don't know why. Uh, I don't know how, why, or if she's even a human being. Because 
Yeah, don't be so keen to go home with someone who just like snapped this bone out of someone's arm. Yeah. And then like doesn't even blink an eye. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you want to take me home to murder me? Okay. <laughs> sure. And it's they spent two minutes with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, the next morning, Seth and the girl arrive at his apartment because she's just like, he's like, oh, come on, let's go home. And she's like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> So apparently they spent all night going to bars or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, they, they arrive home come morning. I find that he's like such a mega on a mission like there. And then he's like, actually, yeah, we can go to these bars. We can bar hop. That's all good. Maybe he's already sort of decided that this 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 one, this one's my, yeah, my woman. So he's just sort of like, you know, buzzing around her to make sure that to, to keep the other fellas away or whatever. Um, his skin is really starting to look discolored at this point he hurries the girl upstairs she even carrying her when she's too drunk to make it all the way up the stairs um it's a lot of stairs to walk up there's a lot of stairs but she gets like halfway she's like i can't do it elevator well yeah where's the elevator and then he's just like you want an elevator i got an elevator and he just picks her up and carries her and like runs too yeah runs um, she sits near naked in a chair as Seth demonstrates the telepod. Um, I wonder if him teleporting himself only sort of exacerbated the issues mm. and maybe it would have been a, maybe at least a slower progression if he hadn't have teleported himself again, because wouldn't that just sort of solidify the, the transfusion of DNA or whatever? Yeah. Because it would be like, oh, okay. Yep. This is what it is rather than it having to integrate it's now just confirming that that is what the body is meant to be yeah maybe maybe because <laughs> it seems to go yeah it seems to go behind it, I'm like, I sh- yeah I, I oh. it's been a long day <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> um so he comes out of the teleport and just climbs on top of her. Um, we can now see the hairs on his back have grown back. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to later where he's trying to convince her to go in the machine. She says she doesn't want to. She massages him, which causes Seth pain as well. He like She like rubs his shoulders and he's mm. like, ah, just stop it. Just quit it. And it's like, I was wondering if that's like, because his skin already looked like it was bruising and stuff like yeah. that. I wonder if it's literally that his body's breaking. Yeah. His body's breaking down. So yeah. being massaged is just pressing all those bruises and all those, like, all the cells that are breaking and everything like that. Uh, he pops up, he jumps up and starts dragging her towards the telepod. And she screams, I don't want to, I'm afraid. And he says, you know, don't be afraid. And then we see Veronica standing in the way and she's like, no, be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> Um, Is that the first time that line was moved, used in a movie? Or? Oh, definitely not. Oh, definitely not. But it's, it's used well here. It was used very well. Yeah. It was a good moment. I really liked it. Liked it too. The girl gets dressed and leave and leaves. Oh no! Wait, no wait. She doesn't go. She doesn't get dressed. <laughs> she, Hang out for a little bit longer. She get no. She gets. She grabs her clothes. And then just leaves wearing nothing but a denim jacket and her panties. And I'm like, you're just going to see her. <laughs> you're just going to go out into the street and, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Veronica tells him that there's something wrong. She mentions that he's starting to smell as well. Um, I don't know what that is. Is that like, is that like a rotting smell, do you reckon? I mean, if it's getting all that stuff with the skin. Mm. Yeah. It could be, potentially. Yeah. 
Um, Especially with like whatever that you know that um, stuff out of his fingers. Yeah, whatever that is. Because if that's like from like sweat or whatever, mm. you imagine it leaves a layer or Ew. a reminder. Ew, <laughs> a glaze. Yes, glaze. <laughs> 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 it's so gross. Make a donut. <laughs> <laughs> um, she said she took the coarse hairs from his back, the ones that she snipped off. Um, she took them to a lab. He grabs another chocolate bar. Um, the hairs, she says, were not human. In fact, the closest thing they resembled were insect hairs. She po- points out his physical changes. Uh, he's got more hair growing on his back now, not just in the spot where the um, injury was. Skin is looks like it's rotting. He blames her for being jealous of him, and he proves his health by punching chunks off the wall. He's like, "I'm healthy. Look, smack!" And yeah. half the wall goes flying. Completely normal behavior. Yeah. Yep. Um, he then throws her out. Great. No help at all for 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 Brundle, <laughs> for, for Seth Brundle. Um, she leaves uh, crying. Seth checks himself in the mirror. Um, he tries to like shave the core because the coarse hairs are now growing on his face as well. He tries to shave them off, and the shave is not strong enough to actually snap the hairs. And he he has a little hissy fit. He smashes the shaver. Um, he sort of he does that nervous thing, you know, when you sort of bite on your nails when you're nervous, and um, the nail comes off. That's so gross. <laughs> Were you not a fan of this, Laura? I could have, like, when he peels that second nail off, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, no. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Yay! So I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, he notices the strange liquid that's coming from his fingers as well. Uh, his All of his nails are loose. Um, yeah, he, he accidentally plucks a second one off. Um... He backs away, realizing finally that something may actually be wrong. <laughs> You're like, wow, really? Um, Seth works on his computer, checking the data from his teleportation. He's checking the original data when he drunkenly moved himself across the apartment. And the data shows a second set of elements in the data. Um, second element is not Brundle, is what the computer says. <laughs> and you're like, oh dear. <laughs> Uh, he watches the sequence playback in the computer. Strange images sort of flick through um, until it eventually zooms out and we see a fly. Um, he asks the computer what happened to fly during teleportation. And it just says fusion. Um, and he's like, assimilation? Question mark. Did Brundle absorb fly? Question mark. And the computer replies, negative. Fusion. Fusion of Brundle and Fly at molecular genetic level. And you're like, oh dear. <laughs> like, that's so creepy how the computer answers his question. <laughs> it's, it's very ominous, isn't it? <laughs> like, technology. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, technology is the scare. <laughs> yeah. Veronica receives a call. It's Seth. Um, he's, he seems out of breath. Um, it's, it's apparently been four weeks since they last spoke. He says, uh, she was right, and he asks for her to come and see him. She arrives at the apartment, and the house is a mess. There's just, like, empty packets everywhere, um, and he steps out from behind one of the telepods. He now has to use canes to walk, um, and he looks moist. Mm-hmm. He looks wet. <laughs> 
his hair is starting to fall out. Uh, his skin it looks like it's rupturing yeah. or like it, it's swelling or something like that. Um, yeah, he's he's worried that it might be contagious, so asks her to keep her distance for now. Um, he says he no longer recognizes himself in the mirror. His skin is lumpy. He tells her about the fly in the teleport, so he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a mistake. There was a fly in the pod, and now things, things, things be fucked up. <laughs> I am fly. I, I am fly. <laughs> I am Brando fly. <laughs> the computer didn't figure out the two genetic codes. Uh, yeah, it couldn't figure out the fact that there was two things in the pod, not one. So put them together on the other side. Mm-hmm. This point, you've never done two things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you should have tried that. Maybe you should have just checked that before I to the drunken. <laughs> yeah. Again, research. <laughs> Seth, you didn't do your research. We're doing the inside-out baboon all over again. You didn't do the science. <laughs> yeah. You skipped right right to the end with the eureka moment. But um, He says, my teleporter turned into a gene splicer, and a very good one at that. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. I appreciate that this bit there's still some humour. Yes. Because he, he didn't... The last few scenes, he hasn't been, like, himself. No, he's been very, like... Um, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But I think now that he's realised what's happening to him, yeah. he can regulate it better. Because then he's kind At of like come down from that all like, I'm such a genius. Yeah. I know everything. He's been humbled. Yes. He's been humbled by this <laughs> whoopsie. Pretty <laughs> He started to realise, I think. Yeah, so once your nails start falling out, like, um, yeah, it might have been a whoopsie. Uh, He says it's acting like a cancer now. Uh, He expects that he'll just disintegrate. He thinks that's what's in his future, that eventually his body will not be able to cope with it and it'll literally just sort of dissolve. Mm -hmm. Um, She she asks why he called her if he doesn't want help because she's like, we can take you to some scientists, we can take you to some doctors, maybe they can do something. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to spend the rest of my life being studied. Uh, yeah. Uh, go see a doctor, man. <laughs> um, so she wants to know why why he called her here if he doesn't actually want help. Um, he this is oh, he picks up a donut. <laughs> yeah. uh, the second I mentioned donut, Laura shook her head and looked away. <laughs> Because again, you weren't expecting it to happen. But well, you know, just did. Yeah, it's so unexpected, right? Yeah. He picks up the donut and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's still got his sugar thing, like he needs the sugar. And then he just vomits grey goo over it. <laughs> uh, you know, like flies do, apparently. This is, I know this is how flies eat. They vomit on whatever it is to dissolve it and then they suck it up through their little tube mouth thing. I but to like actually I like this about flies, right? But I don't think I had like retained the information about flies. Yes, <laughs> so, because you, you you don't really think about it, and then you see it like it. you see it on our scale, and you're like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> he doesn't even the thing is he doesn't even realize how wrong it is until he sees her reaction. Yeah, because he vomits he on it for four weeks. Yeah, for four like... weeks or whatever, he vomits on it, and then he looks at her and goes, "Oh, that's disgusting." <laughs> but it takes him a second. It's not until he actually, like, looks at her. Uh, yeah, because she's like, oh. <laughs> she, like, puts a hand to her mouth, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Oof. Oof, that's rough. Um, Seth scratches his face, and his ear comes off now. 
Yes. He just, he's like scratching his ear, just like, I don't think it's even like an itch. I think it's like just a yeah. force of habit or something like that. But his whole ear just sort of yeah. falls off. It was also very unexpected. Yes. <laughs> Most of the body horror in this <laughs> is pretty unexpected. You're just like, oh, ah, ah. The boo was expected. The boo, yeah. The, the ear and the nail and the teeth and yeah. the 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 vomiting. It's, oh, God. Yeah. Um, he says he's scared and she hugs him. Um, what I think the most amazing thing about that hug was, and it kind of shows the strength of this character. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was just about to say. <laughs> she, like, the, she could have gone to the other side of his face where the ear hasn't fallen off. But she oh my God, I didn't her even, head. I didn't even her notice it was that side. <laughs> She gives him a hug on the, the, the side think, where the ear just fell off. Not just like a hug where she like leans away, like but she presses herself yeah, her into him. It's like it's where the ear used to be. I just yeah. didn't even notice. And I was like, this if this is not a sign of like unconditional love. Yes. Like, this is true love. Because <laughs> gross. Yes. Yeah, ew. And also pressing yourself against him and he's just like vomited on himself yeah. to digest the donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Just the whole situation. She's like, all she can see is him in front of her, and not everything else. How romantic! That's <laughs> so romantic. Fuck your rom coms. <laughs> I want love like the fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Veronica talks with Stethus. Um, he says not to return to Seth. He says, don't go back. Um, she says she can't abandon him and he asks to see footage of Seth as like proof so he can come up with some sort of plan I don't know what kind of plan dumbass Seth Stethus can come up with he's an editor yeah I was like <laughs> you're not a scientist of his realm of expertise <laughs> yes what are you gonna do just edit the footage better like what are you but what's sad is that she still has to like she's still got no one else that she can go to apart from this abusive asshole. <laughs> yes, her ab- abusive boss who still has like, a key to her apartment. Exactly. <sighs> Veronica, Veronica heads back to the apartment. She finds Seth crawling upside down on the ceiling. And this was what what a great moment as well. Yeah. Because last time we saw him, he could barely move. Yeah. And then she walks in and she calls out to him. And she looks up and he's upside down on the ceiling. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Which was like a kind of a really creepy, but also a really good shot. It's a really, really good <laughs> shot. And I was just like, how did they shoot this? Is the camera yeah. just upside down or? I was like, oh, it's so good. Because he starts crawling down to her as well. Yeah. He crawls down um, down the side of the wall. We, we now see the sort of like a lump growing out of his stomach as well because he he shows her he's just like he's, he's crawling down he's like oh yeah yeah maybe this disease isn't so bad after all and hey what's this and he pulls up his shirt and there's like a lump there and he's like oh I don't know I guess I'll find out later <laughs> <laughs> like dude I, I'm all for having a positive attitude but you're taking it to yeah. the max <laughs> You should be more concerned, I think, at this point. I guess now he's kind of resigned to the fact that, you know, he's he's the study now. Yes. Yes. He's just got to let, let the experiment run. I think he's taking a moment to revel in the fact that he is now the science. Yeah. Um, yeah, he even says the disease might, might not so be, might not be so bad. He looks terrifying at this point as well. Mm. The makeup here, awesome. Really good. Mm-hmm. Throughout this movie... The, just watching the general progression of um, Seth's character into more of a creature, so good. Every time you see him, there's something new and interesting about him. 
Um, he looks progress in a really good way, like in a really what you would ex- not natural, but like yeah. what you would expect would happen. It feels logical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like he's it suddenly come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most of his hair is now gone. His teeth are sort of angular now. They look sharp, pointed. His skin is unrecognizable as human mm. now. It's bumpy and lumpy and discolored and yeah, it just doesn't look like human skin anymore. Uh, he says he knows what the disease wants. It wants to change him into something better. He is going to become Brundlefly. That's what he calls himself. Yeah. Seth Brundle <laughs> plus Fly, Brundlefly. <laughs> so from now on, I will call him Brundlefly. <laughs> uh, he sets up a camera for her. He keeps twitching as well, like actual twitches, like his head just keeps jerking. Um, his arms seem unnaturally large as well. I don't know if you noticed this as well. They seem too bulky compared mm. to the rest of him. Uh, he shows he shows the camera how he eats. Um, he, he says he can no longer digest solid food. It makes him sick. He has to vomit on it and then drink it. I'm glad we didn't see that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we didn't see all of that. Because, my God, because we immediately cut to Stephis watching the video. Um... <laughs> We just get to see Stethis' reaction to whatever's happening on screen instead of having to actually watch it. Yeah. So that's good. Thank God we don't have to watch that. <laughs> because I don't know if I want to watch him vomit on another donut. No. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> but again, she says that she watches it. Yeah. And she stays. <laughs> oh, Veronica enters in tears. Um, Stethis finds her... Oh, this this is back at her apartment, isn't it? Yeah, because he's watching he's watching the video that she recorded in her apartment. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he has permission to be there. It didn't seem that way. I she be- comes in the front door, doesn't she? Yeah, because yeah. this, is, this is in her apartment. Steph is just sat there. He's watching what she's recorded, which is um, um, Brundlefly showing how he eats. Um, and then she she enters and she enters crying and just heads straight for the bathroom. So he's broken into her apartment again. Yes. Even though he already, she'd already agreed that she would bring him footage, he obviously couldn't wait, or I don't know. I don't know. He's just a piece of shit. Invade her space again. Yeah. Stethis finds her in the bathroom, and she says that she's pregnant. Um, and it sets. Oh dear. Yes. This was a bum. First time I watched this, I did not see this coming. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. that can't be good. <laughs> but it's also so kind of like such an unknown because obviously there was connection before the teleportation. Yeah. So it could be just normal baby. It could be. But do you want to take the risk? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Get it out. <laughs> um, Stethis asks, what um, What are you going to do? We cut to the hospital. Uh, Veronica's having some tests done. Stethis is sort of comforting her. Uh, this is where we sort of get the turning point mm. for him. He's not a good person, but he is supporting her. But I think it's only for his own self-interest. Because, you know... Yeah, it's like, you start to frame him in a really different way, though. Because he goes... They, yeah. He doesn't do any of those, like... Creepy things anymore. Not in the same way. His attitude is, is like, quite different. And he's, you know, very supportive. And he's, like... You know, helping her through. But that's probably only because Seth is no longer a viable exactly. partner for her. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I can, I, I can be, I can be nice, and I'll win her. Yeah, and he kind of becomes her support person, her savior of sorts. Yes. 
And yeah, even the movie frames it that way. Mm. They try and portray him more as a hero from this point on. I'm like, we're not just going to forget the first half of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica's having some tests done. Stethis is comforting her. It's implied that she's going in for an abortion. Um, but she's, she isn't sure that's what she wants. And I'm speaking personally. No, get it out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any kind of, I don't want to risk the chance that it's going to be some sort of mutant fly, human baby child thing. No, no, no. Yeah. And then for her, she's in love with this guy. Yeah. Potentially. You know, be completely normal. She's just very unknown. You know what? I think we should wait until Seth is better, <laughs> or at least stable. Yeah, and then we can try <laughs> for <Exactly>. baby. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, she's she's not sure. Um, we cut to an abortion surgery, just straight in there. There's mm-hmm. there's doctors, and she's she's um, what's it called? We've got the your legs up on the, the stirrups. Stirrups. That's right. She's got her legs in the stirrups and the doctors are down there doing the abortion. The doctor asks her to push. And I was like, do you have to... Do you, I don't know much about it. Do you have to push for an abortion? Mm. I don't... Not that early on. Not that early on, right? But then he, it kind of implies that it wasn't a purely human baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. She screams um, as she births a lava. <laughs> just a uh, just a maggot. It's a, a giant maggot. It's a giant baby sized maggot. Yeah, and it it wiggles. That was so. It wiggles in the doctor's hands, and I was like, nope, no, thank you. Luckily, it was just a dream. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Um, and Veronica wraps herself in blankets and tries to go back to sleep. Uh, I was like, nope, that's it. I'm done sleeping. No more sleep. <laughs> I was waiting for like uh, what's his name, Stathos, to like appear from the bedroom window or something. Oh my god. Like, I'm still here. Uh. (laughs) Steps out of the bathroom, (laughs) climbs into bed with her, and she's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Uh, Brundlefly works at his computers, trying to refine the genetic mutation process within the telepods. Most of his fingers have now sort of fused together, and he looks truly monstrous now. He looks awful. But we see what he's been typing uh, problem to refine refusion program. Goal to decrease to a minimum the percentage of fly in Brundle fly. Solution the fusion by gene splicing more pure human subjects. So it sort of implies that like he needs to start sacrificing people to get more human. He tells the computer, uh, he tries to tell the computer a command, but it no longer recognizes his voice anymore because it's become so distorted. Um, he bites a pencil in his mouth out of frustration, and uh, a handful of teeth fall out. <laughs> it really just just yeah. it just pops out in like middle of scenes, doesn't it? It's like it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Oh, uh, did his teeth just fall out? <laughs> it is very deliberate because it kind of like lulls you back from you know really heightened like you know the maggot thing. Mm. Okay, I can't breathe, and then you're like. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, his teeth fell out. Okay. That's where we're at? All right. Okay. Uh, he looks at himself in the mirror. He calls his teeth redundant before putting them in the medicine cabinet with the rest of his body parts that have just sort of sloughed off, I guess, including fingers, teeth, and his ears. Yeah. And just another night, the, the makeup. The makeup's amazing. He looks disgusting, he but in the does. best possible way. In no way does it look fake. It looks great. Um, I'm not sure, but I think the makeup for this movie won awards. 
And I think it deserved to. <laughs> it certainly fucking deserved to. Uh, Veronica enters. He seems concerned when she's not interested in his changes. Because he's just like, hey, this thing happened and this thing happened. And she just sort of shakes her head because she's just not interested. He starts to tell her, but, um, sorry, she starts to tell him. Uh, obviously, she's trying to tell him that she's pregnant, but she can't get the words out. She just sort of bursts into tears instead. And then we get one of my favorite monologues in like any horror movie. Mm. It's amazing. I've got it's it shortened down here. Uh, have you ever heard of insect politics? Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion, no compromise. Can't trust the insect. And at that moment, I'm like, he's talking about himself. Mm -hmm. He's talking about that part of his brain that's slowly taking over. Um, I'm saying I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it. But now the dream is over and the insect is awake. I'm saying I'll hurt you if you stay. Such a good monologue. Yeah, it was so good. It was just amazing. And getting to see that, like, that more emotional side of him again, like it's peeking through less and less as we go on throughout the film, but just peeking through and just saying, like, you need to get away from me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So good. And this is why, like, Brundlefly is the villain and not the villain simultaneously. Which is why it's such a good movie. They're a good storyline. Yeah. Because there's so few movies that are, like, in so much grey. Yeah. He's, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so sympathetic as a villain. Um, not even as a villain, as a monster. Yeah. As a creature. He doesn't want to be like this. He's trying not to be like this. And he's trying to save everyone. But he can't quite do it. Yeah. And then there are moments where you see him try to, like, you know, more human subjects. Yes. And then you go, oh, wait. You're like, oh, that's the insect part of his brain. (laughs) Veronica flees. You can see how much it hurts him to let her go as well, because he just can't trust himself anymore. She leaves and he, like, he takes, like, a really huffed breath. And it looks like he's about to, like, burst into tears. And then he just starts twitching again. And you're like, oh, the fly's back. Mm. Um, Outside, Stethis is waiting. Um, she says she wants to do it now. She basically like yells at him, like, I want to do it now. Um, alluding to the abortion, I assume. Um, she says she couldn't tell him. He says she, she wants, yeah, she, she says she wants the abortion now, but Stethis says she maybe not, might not be in the right state of mind to make that decision at the moment. Um, uh, she's, she just screams, I don't want it in my body. Uh, over and over she screams it like three or four times mm-hmm. awesome she's so good she's amazing Gina Davis she's wow so good fucking awesome performance mm-hmm. because she's been really like not emotionless throughout this movie but sort of like uh, strong headed I think is yeah. the right word yeah so to see a strong headed character break makes for very interesting viewing yeah and this is her moment where she has her first of two breakdowns where she just can't anymore and to see a strong character brought down like that is very powerful yeah yeah um we see from the roof that brundlefly has been listening to their conversation at the hospital stethis convinces the doctor that the abortion needs to be done tonight um he sort of implies that you know it's it's dangerous to veronica's health not to have the abortion right now. She says she doesn't want any tests because the doctor's like, you know, we can we can test and see if there's anything wrong with the baby. 
and then you can decide if you want to keep it or not and she's like I don't want tests mm-hmm. I want it out and I was like she's back to being stern and like strong headed again so it, ah, yeah I just love it she's such a good <laughs> character like strong yeah. strong female characters in horror movies love give me all of them you've got like what the bride from ready or not you've got ripley from alien yeah just give me all of them yeah ripley vibes actually i think with gina davis she's got in this yeah she's got great great yeah because um sigourney weaver as ripley did a lot of the same sort of things in in her role in alien as well Yeah. yeah great it's awesome uh, the doctor agrees. Veronica waits in the patient room when Brundleflies smashes through the window, through the glass window. Why has this room got such a massive glass window? I don't know. It's like frosted glass as well, so it's not even like for your viewing pleasure. It's literally just yeah, like there. Mm. Uh, he picks her up and runs off with her, dropping off a high building with little effort. It literally just sort of drops off the building because they must be like at least three or four stories up. Uh, he asks why she wanted the abortion, as it might be the last piece of the real him. Uh, he asks her not to kill him. And unlike some other movies that have, like, very manipulative, um, you know, like, like we just did Men with Rory, and talking about the manipulation of, you know, talking about, like, you know, if I kill myself, it's your fault, and mm-hmm. sort of things like that. You can actually understand where Seth is coming from at this point. It's not his decision at all in any way, shape or form, but you can at least understand his motives clearly and they're not bad motives. And I think, you know, stuff that she's probably already thought about as well. Yeah. Yeah. And she still decided that it's... Like we said, wait until he's better or, you know... Stable. Risk it. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to risk her health, mm, or exactly. risk you know bringing in a life that like is unsustainable, or I don't know. Or yeah, still, still very unknown at this point, though, isn't it? Because yeah. she can see like he's turning into something. Yes, but no idea where that's going to end. We don't know what he's eventually going to turn into. Yeah, we don't know when she got pregnant yeah whether it was before or after his teleportation we don't know what it implies we there's so many unknowns in this yeah he says please have the baby um and she says i can't i'm afraid and he says too bad and then twitches mm-hmm. and it's i love these little twitches yeah. these these little twitches implying that the insect part of his brain is now active mm. because that whole spiel about please don't kill me please like let part of the real me live is so human and then he twitches and says oh you're not keeping it too bad mm-hmm. and he picks her up and we cut Stethis arrives at Brundlefly's apartment carrying a case inside is a double barrel shotgun uh, which he assembles he checks Brundlefly's computer and there is a gene sequence listed. It says gene splicing um, methodology, hardware, teleport, uh, telepod one, transmitter of subject A, teleport two, transmitter of subject B, teleport three, receiver of genetically fused A and B combination subject. And you go, oh, oh, he's going to put them together. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, he looks up uh, to see the telepods, all three of the telepods um, set up as Brundlefly drops from the ceiling on top of him. He tries to shoot, uh, but Brundlefly manages dis- to disarm him before dissolving his hand with vomit. So gross. It's really gross. <laughs> he literally grabs his hand and then vomits across the wrist. And you just watch it dissolve. Oh, no, no. He, he vomits over his fist, doesn't he? Yeah. He grabs him by the wrist and then vomits across the fist. And you just watch it dissolve all the skin and then it just turns to bone. And then you see it a bit later and even the bone's gone. Yeah. So you're like, oh, oh, God, ow. Oh, no, thank you. Um, Stethis tries to grab the shotgun with his foot. But Brundlefly then dissolves that as well. He grabs hold of his shoe and then just vomits across his ankle. And you just... very much like he's enjoying this too. Yeah, he's having way too much fun. Yeah. 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 And literally, he like he vomits on it and you just see it like his... Uh, um, Stethis' ankle shrink. And he's just like, oh god, that's quick. And just like pull his foot out. Like, yeah, yeah. So gross. Yeah. Oh, Stethis is about to finish. Uh, sorry, Brundlefly is about to finish Stethis off when Veronica calls down to him to stop. He climbs up to her. Uh, he asks her to help him be human. He's like, please help me be human. Uh, he brings her down to the floor. He explains that she goes in one pod, he in another, and the three of them come together in the third. And you go, oh no, oh no, this is very bad. (laughs) That's not what we want. (laughs) This is not what you meant. Um, So he doesn't mean as three separate people, he means as one person fused together. And in three people, he means him, her, and the baby. The ultimate family. Yeah. The family that sticks together, stays together. He starts the sequence. She refuses. He wants them to be a family of three in one body. More human in one body than he is alone, I think he says. Um, She pushes against him, ripping his jaw off. She, like, just... Yeah. But she basically tries to smack him in the face, and his jaw falls off. And you're like, oh! Oh, again! (laughs) Please, can we not? (laughs) His hands come apart as the skin begins to shred. His face. Yeah, this this scene, you're just like, oh, oh god, please, please stop. And then his face begins to peel apart to reveal to reveal more insect features. Um, She pulls against him, but he throws her in the pod. Uh, Stethis manages to grab the really shotgun. Good aim. Huh? Really good aim as well. For throwing her. Yeah. It's like smack bang in the middle of the door. Doesn't hit her head or her leg or anything. It's right down the middle. <laughs> Stethis manages to grab the shotgun as the pod locks. We get a look at what Brundlefly now is. He's got like the arching legs of an insect. He's got like an extra couple of arms that are coming out of his um, abdomen. His face is like, it looks like a fly's face, Mm. but part human. It's really disturbing looking. He's got like these really, yeah, oh, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's icky. It's so icky. It's so gross. But I love it. It's so good. Um, Seth manages to stand. While Brundlefly enters the second pod, um, Stethis uh, gets hold of his shotgun and shoots the cables to Veronica's pod, disconnecting it from the system. Brundlefly smashes through the glass of his pod. Um, 
Yeah, he, he smashes through the pod and manages to get the door open, but doesn't quite make it out the pod before the timer concludes, um, and he is teleported. Luckily, um, Veronica managed to get out. Mm. Oh no, she's just disconnected. She disconnected. She's just disconnected her at this pod's point. Offline. Yeah, her pod's offline, but um, Brundlefly gets teleported with half a door. Mm. Um, Stethus collapses, understandably. He's lost an arm and a leg. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. What did it cost you? An arm and a leg? <laughs> but, like, because it's acidic, would it, like, seal it off? You know, like, if you got... If you, like, like I'm going to use Star like, Wars as a reference. Bony, right? yeah, yeah. Like, like if you get cut with a lightsaber and, like, yeah. you lose a limb, but it also, like, cauterizes the wound. Yeah. Is it like that, do you reckon? I think so. Because it so, kind of, like, burns through the skin, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't think he's, he's not, like, bleeding to death. No, I don't think so. I think he's just passing out from shock. Yeah. Which I think is understandable. Reasonable. Yeah. It's a reasonable reaction to this. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there's a flash. Um, Stethus drags himself to Veronica's pod and opens the door. Uh, she checks on him as the computer finishes its sequence. Fusion of Brundlefly with Telepod successful the third telepod opens to reveal brundlefly is still alive fused with machinery now Mm. he's like half metal with wires infused throughout his skin and it it's gnarly it's he has to drag himself and i love the shot of like he doesn't have legs anymore yeah it's like suddenly the flesh like whittles down to a point and then there's just a wire and you just see this wire dragging itself out of the telepod and yeah and we get we actually get a very interesting end i thought um the third telepod opens reveals brundlefly he crawls towards veronica she picks up the shotgun she's sobbing uncontrollably at this point um but she lowers the gun in grief. She just at what he's become mm. and what what's been lost. What what was Seth is now just this mash of flesh and machine. Um, Brundlefly lifts the gun and points it at his own head. <laughs> Basically, he's begging for death. Yeah, he's asking her to put him out of his misery. Just let it be over. It's so sad. It's so sad. It's that last bit of humanity. Yeah. Um, Veronica struggles to deal with everything, but in one shot, she she explodes his head. She's a very good shot. Yeah. Well, the gun was against his head. Yeah. I think she just had to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stethis sort of, sort of watches on. He's not unconscious, but he's slumped down and just watches. And we get a final shot of Veronica as she collapses to the floor, the mist of the telepods filling the room. Mm. She cries. And we fade to credits. Yeah. Then so that ends The Fly 1986. Yeah. So tell me, Laura, what did you think of this movie? Give me your thoughts on, like, the the makeup, the script, the acting. Give me a rundown of this movie. What did you think? I thought the makeup was great. <laughs> it's just, just, just fantastic. Even, like, when, when the first time you kind of see him becoming the fly, mm. and I was like, is that still Jeff Goldblum? Like, yeah. I feel like he looks shorter. <laughs> yeah, and in no way does it look, like, fake or pretend no, at all or anything like that. It was very convincing, so 
good props to the costume people. Mm. The people did a great job. Um, I thought I think my favorite thing about the film was how they treated the characterization of these different characters. Yes. They treated them as like very multifaceted humans. And yeah, humans. The actual people. Yeah, and there was no like a villain. Because I think even at no. the end when you've got like, you know, Brundlefly throwing her into the into the telepod and mm. it's like set to like fuse them together and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, you know. Yeah. He's, he's the bad guy and then at the end and he's like and then you feel so bad. You're like, you feel so sad. Yeah. So when he when he uses because he doesn't even have hands anymore. No. He like has a little little insect claw yeah. thing, and he just uses that to lift the gun to his head. Yeah. And he's full insect, but you're still like you still see him as like as Seth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh it it literally yeah. it breaks my heart. Yeah. It's so clever. It was so good. And for a movie that's like nearly forty years old, it's eighty six, so we're coming up to we're like what thirty seven years old now this movie it's great what do you think of the script as far as like the dialogue and stuff like that i like the script i like, thought it was really yeah, well written it was so well written and i like that there was you know you kind of see seth's again person like at the beginning with like his sense of humor and his like you know personality traits he's a bit quirky yeah um, and i like that that you know you don't kind of always lose that humor throughout he's still there's still pockets even when he's like transitioning yeah they still kind of keep fit bits of consistency yeah absolutely and then it just darts between the fly and seth yeah so now we've got two characters in one body and it's just twitching between them yeah i loved it so so good so what would your personal rating be for this your personal enjoyment for the fly what would you give it i think like an eight and a half yeah. Because I think some of the, like, the nail thing maybe took it down a little bit. <laughs> so you, you were a bit grossed out with, like, the ear and the, the nails coming yeah, out. But then and... maybe the grossing out, like, bit is actually what makes it so good. Yeah. Because, again, like, that, that was... The vomiting on the donut. Well, that's, like, that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's all practical effects and it looks this good nearly 40 years later. Yeah. And we're just sat here like, it's just amazing like how the fuck did they do make it look this yes. good oh yeah I, I gave it a 9 out of 10 like this is just great it is great this is just the script's amazing the special effects are fantastic the acting's brilliant I mean with Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum in the lead roles like so good together. they're amazing they have great chemistry together as well I think they were dating Both rom- oh were they I think so both romantically and mm. um, non-romantically. Yeah. Just great chemistry. Yeah. They played off each other really, really well. Yeah, they did. So is there any particular... We like to give credit where credit's due here. Is there an actor or actress or character you'd like to give credit to? Gina Davis. Gina Davis? <laughs> she is so good. She's phenomenal. She's the... Uh, she's like... Again, you kind of see like the different elements of her character throughout it. So you kind of see... Her being strong and you see her being like independent, but then mm. you also see her being like vulnerable and you see yes. and then you see her being really strong at the end. This is and she's all these things. Yeah. And none of them make her like weak or she's not put you know, portrayed to be, you know less. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a great heroine. Yeah. Amazing. Really liked her in it. Yeah. Well if you're giving credit to to Jean Davis, I'll give credit to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Because my God, he what a performance! So well. He's—I can see why he became such a big thing. Yeah, like it—it's just so good. His mannerisms, his character personality, and everything like that—it feels so real and so sympathetic. 
But, yeah. oh. Because, again, like, you had to buy her Master Fly. Yes. Is, you know, yeah. considering it, it looks so different and, it, like, the, the makeup stuff is so good. Yeah. But then you still have him kind of, like, selling it. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> you try and describe this to someone and they'll think it's, like, a B-grade <laughs> trash movie. Yeah. But, like, oh, so it's a guy who invites a, a teleporter, uh, invents a teleporter, uh, but there's a fly in there and his <laughs> DNA gets spliced with a fly. And you and they go, yeah. oh, oh, really? But no, watch it. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Like, how do they yeah. make such a good movie? <laughs> and I like that they spent so much time for, like, the progression of it. And it wasn't just, like, an overnight thing where you don't just see him go from, like, you know, hairy back to fly. <laughs> yeah. It's you like... S- you see it all. It progresses like a disease, like yeah. he says. And you it's... see, like, his reaction to it and his commentary on it as a disease. Yes. Um, it's a cancer. Yeah. And it's it's transformed him. But I'm so glad you enjoyed it yeah. because it's always a worry when I when I um, ask to like <laughs> '80s movies and stuff like that because it's kind of a mixed bag, especially with um, aging and stuff like that. Like how well is it aged? But I'm really glad that you enjoyed this movie. You did. And thank you so much for joining me. I hope you come back for another episode. Of course. Please <laughs> well, the, talk about movies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, this concludes, uh, con- concludes. This concludes The Fly 1986. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Laura. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Thanks again to our guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.